Welcome to Cryptid Crossroads 505. I'm Larry. And I'm Vince. Welcome to the show where we talk all things cryptid, Sasquatch, aliens, hauntings, and anything paranormal you would like to share with us. You can reach us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. So settle in, open your mind, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Cryptic Crossroads 505. We're back doing it once again. Vince, give him a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Now, if you all are wondering, if you watched our previous episodes, why we're not doing a toast to our fans, we really are, but behind the scenes. And, you know, it's because Vince is doing it remotely and, you know, I'm here. So I'll do the shout out to y'all. Yep. Here you go. There you go. All right. So, me and Vince were talking just the other day, and he turned me on to, uh, is, is it a, do- it's a documentary, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's done by small town monsters, right. but it's a, a couple of people that really did it on their own. Well, I, I think these people kind of contacted uh, Seth Breedlove and uh, his crew from Small Town Monsters, and they kind of, well, invited them, like they say to anyone, come on. Yeah. But what what they really did in this documentary was like, I'm like, it's one of the better documentaries I've seen. Yeah. Because there's some actual vocalization. There's, you know, there there's proof. There's footprints. And I'm like, this is what we want to see. When you call us out to your property, show us that they've been here. Don't don't make people make a long journey just to tell stories, right? Right, right. And and I like the fact that they're they have cameras documenting it because uh, right. don't get me wrong, I, I like to listen to the Bigfoot stories, but you could only listen to so many of those at a time. Right. But when they're out there and out in the field, uh, you know that it just makes it more interesting. No, it does. I, I I totally agree, and especially when you could do the tangible evidence. I and you know by tangible evidence, I mean that what you could see, touch, feel, and taste. And when they right. bring cast or footage, that's tangible. We saw it. We seen it. Yeah. So we either believe it or we don't. Right. Right. Yep. Anyway, let's bring up a good point about this. So when I was watching, you know, you had me watch it. So when I was watching it, I got into how the owner of the property just randomly says, if you want to come out and experience it, come on. And he was talking about the builders that build that cabin. They, you know, you got all the company, the construction company. He said people that were out there that were helping build just when they would hear it, they were like, I'm done. I'm done. So it took him a while to get that cabin built, but it's built. And he, to this day, he says he has constant encounters with them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, before we go any further, this documentary is called uh, Alaskan Coastal Bigfoot. You could find it on YouTube. Right. And uh, if you look under the Small Town Monsters page, it'll be there also. I would recommend watching it. Yeah, I've, I've, and, and like he's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I've, I was going to say, I've watched 
almost all their documentaries. And this one, I could see how they're maturing as filmmakers and and documentary makers because this one was really good, man. Yeah, this one kept me interested from start to finish. Right. But, of course, it's our favorite subject, too, so that helped. Well, yeah. I mean, but overall, they're still getting really good at making documentaries. Right, right. And uh, it it was great because it starts off, he starts giving a little background about the property. Like you said, uh, he starts talking about getting the cabin built. Right. And he, he, he extended an invitation. Anyone want to come out, you know, just get in touch with me. I'll bring you out here. All right, and and I'm saying, you know what? We should put him to the test, man. Yeah, S- I, I mean, if it wasn't in Alaska, we'd probably be out there already. We probably but would, would take a little but more planning. <laughs> I, I mean, but it's going to take some planning. But I'm like, we should make that like one of our bucket list things to go out there and really check it out. <laughs> yeah, because uh, actually, Alaska's on my bucket list already. So All just right. to go kill two birds off that bucket list that'd be awesome and that's what i'm saying i'm like okay i'm uh, i'm willing to go check that place out and see truly if we have encounters like everyone that's been there says they have i mean let's look at the the vocalizations that he recorded and they compared them to the vocalizations in the sierra sounds i'm like it is like so many similarities i'm like this yeah um I was blown away by that. That's all I could say. Yeah. I'm not even trying yeah. to find the right words. That was crazy. Yeah. Now, uh, when they were showing the property uh, off a few yards uh, away from the house, they have the outhouse. Right. And I believe they said that was destroyed one year when they came back. And and they did little things like, uh, you remember when they put the mirror in the ground and it was moved? Right. Yeah. Just the things that you would have to... Uh, have a thumb to do because it would that mirror was moved and it was stuck in the ground in a different location yeah and you can't do that with paws right or just can't yeah and like i said and, and if a bear did it you know he would have crunched that mirror in half of course of course i mean yeah they 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 bring up all the scenarios as to why it can't be this that and that and 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 that's good because there's only one thing that could have done it, either another human being or something with, what do they call our thumbs, bidextro? Uh, with the thumb that could, with the thumb, yeah. let's just with put the, it that yeah. way. It has a thumb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it yeah. makes sense, but, you know, I hear the stories of what they heard and how they freak out, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this, and this this, cab, this cabin is like in no man's land too. Right, that's that's what I'm so saying. It, they built yeah, it. Yeah, it ain't and, gonna be. Yeah, it ain't gonna be any rowdy neighbors making those noises or anything. No, and and if you did have an encounter, who are you gonna run to? There's no one there. It's right, you're you, just gonna have to sit it out. <laughs> that's right. It's you and and the right there, the little golf, I guess that you know that where you hunt yep. and fish, but. Yeah, I know it was it was crazy, but the vocalizations are what I really listened to over and over because I was like, "That's so crazy." Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, I like uh, behind the cabin. There's a pretty steep mountain, and they were climbing it, and, and they got pretty high up on the ridge, and they found like uh, little objects, like they found a piece of wood with a nail in it, or right. and stuff. How did that get up there? You know, like I said, it's no man's land. 
they're the only ones out there. How would that get up there? Right. What what kids are out in the backyard doing jokes, huh? Right. <laughs> or yeah, or or maybe one of the uh, my guess is that one of the Sasquatch picked it up and uh, maybe thought they could use it as a tool and carried it up there or something. Maybe, maybe, and and I mean my other comment there was like, you're not gonna let your kids loose in that wilderness because they'll end up missing in a minute. Yep, it's it's easy to get turned around. It's so thick, or else they'll end up in a grizzly bear's belly. Thank you. And so, when we talk about what you're saying was placed up there in the mountain, the little mare, who did that? You know. Right, and not only that, who who else could climb a a steep terrain like that, you right. know. And we've I heard stories. With, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, with the shape of, with the shape I'm in, I probably wouldn't even make it up a quarter away. <laughs> no, but that's us as human beings. But we've heard stories that these creatures will latch onto like cliffs and just power up the cliff like nothing. Yeah. I mean, from what theory is and sightings they have so much upper body mass strength that they wouldn't need to use their legs they could just pull themselves up like a a gymnast on, on 10 times steroids you know what i mean right yep exactly yeah just crazy man crazy yeah I, that, that's just a good i like uh the footprints also and wasn't there like a kind of a hole in the side of the mountain that they found a tree shoved in yeah i mean they they have all the right stuff to say there's squatches out here and yeah. then you know you have once again eyewitness encounters when the documentary starts you have people telling you what they heard out there and how it freaked them out yep you know the one man says i had my flare in my hand but i just I was so in shock and processing it, I didn't even think to pull it up. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I was thinking about what you said earlier. Like when I had my encounter, I, I told you we abandoned the campsite. Right. Over there, there's nowhere to go. That's Exactly. They had to stay there and rough it out because there was nowhere to go. And I don't think they were going to run into the deep, thick forest. No, heck no, that, that'd be suicide or that'd be crazy. <laughs> right? So that's why they stood there and they just toughed it out and said, oh, my God, the shit we heard and seen. Uh, right. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, but I, I definitely recommend it. It's a good watch. It's worth your while. It's, it's what, about an hour, maybe a little more? It's an hour and 46 minutes. Okay, well, it's a lot more than an hour then. It, it is, but, but, it, but it's, it's like it's you said, worth it. definitely worth it. Check it out. Watch it. Now, we don't get paid to push it, but we're just saying it. This is what we're talking about tonight. We watched it, and it's it's worth the watch. Um, yeah. Seth, Seth Breedlove, if you want to kick us a buck, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work for us. <laughs> I, actually, now that I think of it, uh, I'll go ahead and post a, uh, a YouTube link on our Facebook page. So if anyone wants to find it, it'll be easy right for them no no and that's cool and yeah all we're asking you is watch it because you don't know what we're talking about right especially if you're as much into the subject as we are you, you'll that's enjoy right. it hell yeah you will now and speaking the, of the, the oh go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say they no. did a good job yeah now speaking of the facebook page uh 
I, we posted a picture of there. I don't know if it's authentic or what. It's an old black and white of the Native American man. Oh, yeah. And they have a picture of what looks like a Sasquatch standing next to him, but it's cut off at the shoulders. And, I mean, those hands are enormous. And I don't know. It's it's just an interesting photo. I'm not saying it's it's real or it's genuine, but uh, I, I found that on another site, and I, I, I thought I'd share it. It's just interesting. Well, here's here's my thing. It, it could be one or two things. Someone could have did a, a really bang-up job on uh, Photoshop and made it look that way, or it could be genuine. I mean, right. that's something that the uh, photographer, the professional photographers are going to have to pull in and say, was it manipulated? Because you could take any picture and put it into a computer and say, well, it was manipulated because they did it with pro, uh, Photoshop. They did this, that, that, because it leaves a, a cutout mark. It, you know, there's right. always a mar- a watermark when they mess with something. So. Yeah, and I was going to say, uh, I've seen people who have that kind of software right. who have debunked some photos and some, they're like, no, this is legit. But... Here we go with the with the poor boy syndrome. We do not have that software because we do not have the money. That's right. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. If Seth Breedlove wants to kick us a buck, buy some software so we could, you know, take videos and slow them down and do our thing and take our time and really be positive about what we're saying rather than relying on them. Hey, kick it to us, bro. <laughs> you help kick it our way. <laughs> Nonetheless, I appreciate what they do because that was a good it was a good documentary. Yeah, yes, it I'm, was. I'm going to say it was one of the better ones because they do have the evidence. They do have some tangible evidence and a lot of stories that make sense, man. Right. Now, if you go watch documentary, I believe sometime now in December, they're going to release part two to that documentary. And and that's what I'm waiting for because when you told me to watch it, you said there's part one, but there's going to be part two. And, yeah, I watched it, and I was like, oh, okay, part two's not here yet. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was, but uh, I, I went and I researched it, and I think it said, like, December on Christmas or something that's, or somewhere around there. And that's cool. They want to release it on Christmas so everyone that gets their new devices, tablet, computer, can log on and watch it. Yeah, that's that'll be the first thing they could watch. And that's right. There you go. So if that's what you're getting for Christmas, be sure to log on Christmas morning. Hey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it was a well done documentary. It was it was damn good. Um, yep. I, I man, I got stuck on the vocalizations. I went back and forth, playing them back, listening to them, playing them, and. Uh, if I would have had time, I was going to do a comparison with those vocalizations. I was going to record them and cut and put the Sierra sounds on, and we could have played it. We could have said, well, you decide for yourself, and we would have played it while we're podcasting right now. We would, would have paused our voice and done it, but I right. didn't have the time. I had to go well, do the honeydews, you know, shopping, whatnot. Yep, yep. Well, that's... Uh Maybe something we could do later on down the line, though. I, I think we should because, you know, this is like one of the second sites that has good vocalization, good audio, other than right. the Sierra sounds, which that audio is classic. It's clear. Right. I mean. Right. But right. And it, it was funny. The Sierra sound audio was so good 
our sister was listening to the podcast when we put it on there. She was going home late at night, and it kind of freaked her out. <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, it, it is good quality sound. I mean, you know, when they recorded it, they did a good job. I'm saying we need to put it on and compare it to the vocalizations they they have. I mean, their vocalizations are still good, too. And I'm like, yep, that's a squatch. Yeah, we definitely got to compare them because they they compared them to the Sierra sound. So, And that's why I say we, we should do it, too. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we need to do it and let our audience judge for themselves also. That You're, you're thinking just like I am. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Yep. I and agree. then uh, maybe if somebody's brave enough, they could drop us an email or come on and talk about it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Now, my thing is, Let's let's talk the region now because they did this in Alaska. And we've talked about like squatches throughout the country in different regions. But right. it still seems to hold even with them and their most recent the newest probably probably the newest Sasquatch documentary out there is them right now. Right, right. And, and you could watch it for free. But here's here's my thing. All the evidence, everything they have still leads me to believe the further north you go, the more, uh, I don't want to say violent. I want to say aggressive. Aggressive the squatches are. Right. Because you... Yeah, I believe part of that is they're, they're real territorial and they don't have a lot of human contact. So when they see a little hairless dude, they're like, get this punk out of here. Right. I, I mean, I I agree 100% with what you're saying because they're in such a vast wilderness up there and they have room to grow and be wild as shit. Then when they see a human being, like you said, they're like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Yep. And I'm sure there's a, a lot of Sasquatch up in the Alaska mountains who have never seen a human. And they're uh, like, they're, they're like our naysayers. I don't believe humans exist. Right. I've never seen one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone comes with a, a, a sand print of one of our footprints and like, look, they do exist. <laughs> I took a cast. <laughs> they're like, you faked it with your pinky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like, no, you laid your pee pee in the sand, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I will say, oh, that one must have been a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's the same premise, you know. They probably look at us and like, especially if a squatch has never seen one of us humans, and then they finally seen one, they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, what's that little baby? Right. And you know, um, we've talked about this on other podcasts, how Alaska is so vast and that's one of the reasons the Sasquatch are reported to be a lot bigger, and some say up to 12 feet. Now, during Halloween, one of our neighbors down the road, he had a, a plastic skeleton in his front yard, right. and it was a 12-foot skeleton. And I was driving by with uh, my my kids, with two of them, and I told them, look at that. See that skeleton? is 12 feet. I said, in Alaska, the Sasquatch are reported to get that big. And I said, wrap your mind around that. What would you do if you ran into something that big? You, you, and they looked at the skeleton and they're like, oh, hell no. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, my pants immediately. Yep. 
Seriously, that that'd be a frightening sight. Right. Yep. Just like I think somewhere else we saw a picture of a guy standing next to a, a model of a big skeleton. Yeah, we, we sent that. Yeah, I we we both seen that. And and you think about it, you're like, this guy's six foot, but that skeleton at twelve foot, it looks so much bigger. And then if you put flesh and bone and muscle on it, that's yeah. fri- that's frightening. Yep, it is. They're, they're, they're giants. They're true giants. Right. It's frightening. So to think that these creatures can be that big out there, and they are already reported as being total, totally muscular and like elite athletes. They're built like, like shit brick houses, you know? And they have to be yeah. because you hear stories they climb up like sh- canyon walls that are just like straight up and down, no grade to them. But they just up up them like nothing happens. So these things are just masters of their environment. And, yeah. Yep. And, and I guess to be a master of your environment, you have to be the apex, the strongest in that environment. And from what people have said, they are. Yep. And, uh, you know, actually to be able to compete with like the grizzly and the moose up there, they'd have to be that big. They would, and and they'd have to be super strong because a moose will take your 2,000-pound car and it'll run it in like it's a Tonka toy. Yeah, I, I used to have an old VHS tape. Uh, see how many of our listeners know what VHS is, huh? Right, there you <laughs> go. It, it, was, it was one of those when animals attack, mm-hmm. and uh, it was up in Alaska, and there was a, a mother moose with her baby, they had wandered into town there in front of a public library and an old man was walking by and he, he just, you know, most people think, Oh, they're like cartoon animals. You know, they're friendly. And he just walked right by without a care in the world. And that mother moose walked up to him and stomped him to death. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it was like nothing. She's like, this is my young one. I got to protect her no matter what. I don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. That's yeah. That's, that's why. That's why my hats off are to. Uh, I like watching these specials. All these uh, people who live off the grid in Alaska. Right. They live off the land. Man, there there's some tough people. There's some brave people. I agree, one hundred percent. Or else they're just plain crazy. I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you know, I'd love to visit there, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not rugged enough to live out there off the land. Maybe in one of the cities. Right. No, I'm. I'm saying. I. I think we should contact this person and and go out there and visit his cabin and maybe do a podcast from there. You know, for our fans. Would you like that? Let us know. That would yep, be. That'd be great. That'd be a cool thing. And uh, just so that we could clarify that. Yep. We hear these same sounds where we go. And uh, yeah. But well, you know what they're going to do, right? They're going to take us there and drop us off alone there for a week, and we have no way in or out. And like you said, we're going to have to just uh, wait out the storm no matter what comes knocking at the door. Well, but here's the thing. I think as it stands right now, I think I could run faster than you. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, You wouldn't even have to trip me. <laughs> so... uh my jaw, it's gonna be all on yeah. you, buddy. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, that's why I'm so I, I willing got a, to do a backup it. Plan. 
Yep, I got a backup plan. I'm going to crap myself so they're going to say, oh, no, this one's spoiled. Just get the other one. <laughs> Let's chase the other one. This one just got, this one rotted as it ran. <laughs> he, he, he's past the expiration date. <laughs> ah, well, now that I know that, guess what I'm going to do as I start running? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have to make a, hey, it's going to be a tough choice for them. <laughs> They're going to say, I don't know what kind of animal this is, but there's scat for a mile. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some funny shit. Yep. Yeah. So when we go up there, we're, we're going to have to pack some food and probably a case of diapers. Yeah, that's fine, man. I mean, I, that's fine. We could do that, but I, I think it'd be cool to go. I really do. Yeah, I, I do too. And uh, I mean, like I said, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. That would be like the ultimate ultimate uh, vacation. Well, not even vacation. We'll call it um, fact-finding research. Right. There you go. And I've talked to people that have been to Alaska, and they're like, in the summer, you're going to hate it. The mosquitoes are so big that they'll carry you away. I'm like, yeah. Man. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's either that or else that cold-ass weather. Right. So... So I'll cover up and take my chance with the mosquitoes. Me, me too. I'm down. Yeah. I am. Now, now speaking of uh, small town monsters, I, I did watch another show. Um, God, I don't know what it, I forget what it's called. I'll, 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 I'll forward it to you when I remember. I'll look it up. But it's the same thing. They go into Alaska, into this small place where supposedly they have a lot of Sasquatch sightings. Right. Now, it's it's not real thick forest. It's a... Uh, it kind of reminds me of like around here, like uh, the Continental Divide area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's trees everywhere, but they're not real big trees, and they're not real close together. Right. But that kind of area. Okay. And uh, this this whole documentary, it kind of circles around. Uh, at the beginning, they show this bus that's on the side of the road, and there was this guy who left the lower 48, went to Alaska, wanted to live off the grid. And he ended up starving to death out there. Now, a few miles up where the bus, where his bus was parked, uh, there's uh, some cabins that people use for storage and stuff. And uh, someone went through and ransacked everything, uh, tore up the mattresses. There was a a big old uh, coal and wood stove that was picked up and thrown out of the house. And they were trying to, they blame it on him when he was starving to death looking for food. But these people going and making the documentary, they're like, wait a minute. They're blaming this guy for picking up a coal and wood stove and throwing it out of the house. This right. guy alone who's starving to death. And that that's why one of the, the possibilities is, you know, the Sasquatch went and broke in maybe during the winter looking for food. Right. And they're the ones who tore it up. I mean, who else could pick up? You've seen those stoves. They're still, they're heavy. Man, they're like four or five hundred pounds. Yep, yep. Remember we had one in our living room when we were young? That's that's why I know how much they weigh. Yep, because we were the ones who had to muscle it in and out. Ah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, that, the whole story kind of rotates around that, but they go to other sites. They were flying the drone, and uh, there was still snow on the ground. Right. But there was a set of tracks just leading off into the wilderness, a single set. And who else would be out there walking around, you know? Especially in the cold winter like that. 
Yep. So, and and the kicker was they tried to follow the tracks, but in some places that snow was waist deep, and there's like there's no way, no way we could do this. So that's another, you know, chuck another one up toward the Bigfoot. Right. But but the tracks kept going, right? Yeah, they kept going. Yeah. And it, and it was crazy because they would disappear because for some reason the tracks it was hugging the trees. And then, it, you know, they disappeared and it come out like on the other side of the tree, like he's trying to throw people off on purpose. Right. And, and I who think. Who else would do that? Well, and, and we talked about that. We we came to the conclusion that these creatures, if they're part primate, they use the trees to, like you said, people come up on these tracks and they're like, and all of a sudden it ended. But did you look up in the trees and see if like it could have swung from tree to tree and maybe for like. A hundred feet, and then came down somewhere else. Right, and uh, that that could be a, another possibility that leads to uh, these tree breaks when right. they're climbing up and down a tree. That's why we see them so high up. Right, and and because they're like eight, seven, six, five hundred pound creatures, you know. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna break now, some I, branches I, on the way up. Now I I saw this video on. Uh, that show about paranormal caught on tape or whatever on TV. Right. And this this girl actually filmed what she thought was a Bigfoot in a tree. It was close to her hometown. It was close to the city. It was uh, actually at the end of the tree line. It was sitting in a tree rocking back and forth. And, and this wasn't a small one. It was a big one. Right. So she filmed it. She called the police. And when the police got there, it was gone. But the police looked at the video and they're like, Oh no, that's a bear, or that's this, or that's that. But this thing was clearly bigger than a bear. But the thing was, it, it was an old, crappy cell phone. So of course the footage wasn't that good. But you could see just the outline of this thing. It was it wasn't a bear. Right. Yeah, yeah but uh, I, I I I do believe they use the trees. Uh, I, I, like you said, that's why the tracks disappear. You know, that, that theory has been brought to me so many times, and I thought about it, and I'm like, yes, it does make sense, and I believe they do, too. I believe because they are primate, that they could use the trees like any other primate. They could walk the ground like a human being right. because they're caught in the middle. They're a hybrid. Right, and I, I believe they use the trees when they have to. Right. Because a lot, a lot of the time where we go, there's a lot of pine needles and stuff on the ground, and or like in the spring there's a lot of grass everywhere so right. they could walk around without leaving a print and if you and if you're not you know really paying attention you're not going to notice a few blades of grass that have been smashed or whatever or you'll chuck it up to something else well if you look at how chimps react they they make it through the forest all in the trees and they come down like when they're going to either scavenge or or do battle Right, right. And like uh, on, on that uh, Expedition Bigfoot show, the Maria, she said, you know, she's a primatologist. She said that even gorillas spend a lot of time up in the tree. And gorillas are big. Uh, silverbacks like 500 pounds, right? Right. But but he could get up in the tree, right? So if you, exactly. look, at, if you look at an ape that's partial human that can stand erect on two feet like Homo sapien, then... If he has the power, upper body strength of an ape, man, this guy's like, I'll swing from tree to tree or run on the ground. What do you want? Right. Exactly. He's the ultimate 
ultimate Olympic athlete. Yeah, yep. He's almost as uh, tall and as stacked as that Brittany Gaynor chick or whatever. There, there you go. <laughs> but I don't know if they smoke weed. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's anyway what I'll, I'll, go ahead. Yeah, I'll send you the I'll send you the link for that one I just told you about, so you could watch that one too. I do. It starts okay. off kind of slow. They even go to this uh, cafe where supposedly they cast a, they had a track that had been casted. Right. But the owners of the cafe didn't want them to film inside for some reason or another. I understand. Yeah, but I'll send it to you when I dig it up. Yeah, do that. Do that. All right. Well, I think that's all we have time for tonight, and we hope you guys enjoyed what we brought to you. Uh, once again, before you live, hit that subscribe button. And right, and it, check ahead. out our Facebook page. Try join us on Facebook. Um, we don't do Twitter because you know, I I we guess we might get banned. Yeah, I, I, and not get banned. I just I just guess we're too old but i don't know we'll look yeah. into it anyway convince me to use it. twitter don't get it. <laughs> i don't get it yeah, yeah. uh that's we, the biggest thing might, yeah we might get on tiktok because uh, we want some of that tiktok money that's right that's <laughs> right so join us there anyway thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed what we brought to you and we'll see you next time okay we'll see you next time Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. And be sure to reach out to us at cryptidcrossroads505 at gmail.com. Peace. Peace.